What's brewing, ATX? I'm Ian Grossman, and as always, I'm joined by my talented co-hosts, Jonathan Ratcliffe. What's up? And Greg Carlson. Howdy. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We are very excited about today's episode as we are joined by Laura Wells Luce, the founder of a local nonprofit named Youth Supplies. Thank you very much for coming by, Laura. Thanks for having me. We are very excited. If you guys are looking to get some insight on an organization that's making a big impact in the awesome community by keeping teachers from spending their own money, their hard-earned dollars on school supplies, mm. you're in the right mm -hmm. place. This is very near and dear to my heart because mm. I spent way too much as a teacher. Just a quick reminder, this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the real estate world to interviews with local small businesses and those making a big impact in our community. And of course, each week... We're always thirsty. We feature a local beer, wine, or spirit, so you can get your little taste of all that Austin has to offer. Just a little thirsty, not always thirsty. No. Usually thirsty. <laughs> um, also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Hit that subscribe button wherever you tune into your podcast. If you like what you hear, give us that five-star rating. Maybe write a nice little comment about how, how much you love the three of us. Let us know if you have any suggestions on topics or guests that may be perfect for the show. And, of course, be sure to stick around for the, Greg? Weekly Brew, Brew, Brew. At the end of the episode where we will find out how smart Austin actually is compared to the rest of the country. How fitting. Also, we haven't talked about it. We haven't had a podcast since, since it happened, but we just hit a milestone. We did. Can you tell them what that was? We officially hit 1,000 wow. listeners. Wow. Well, listens, downloads for our podcast. Unreal. And to put it into perspective, we talked when we started this thing and said, it could very well be a year before anyone listened, but people are listening. We've had some great guests, and it's really a testament to them and the people right. that they've been. That's what it's all about. I mean, we've had some really awesome guests, so you'll... You included today. We're excited. Hey, add, happy to be add to the list. At the 1,000 listener mark. Yeah. So there, there better be 2,000 after today. <laughs> I hope so. Isn't this episode 21? This is 21. number 21. Goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. We're legal. Age. We're legal. 21 and 1,000. <laughs> well, Listens. speaking of that, Jonathan, Jonathan. Talk about the brew. What are we drinking? Today, we're sipping on Three Nations uh, Brewing Company. That The beer of choice is called the GPA Plus or GPA, but they have a little plus sign around it. And it is known as their German Pale Ale, mm. their above-average beer. So a little bit about Three Nations Brewing. You can find them at 2405 Squire Place in Farmer's Branch, Texas, which is just north of Dallas, actually. Oh, really? So this is not a super, super local Austin beer, but it looked really interesting, and it is still local enough to... Us. And we're talking about school supplies, and it's got an A plus on it. Exactly, it just kind of on rail. Yes. Did you do that on purpose? You know. No, you did. Yes. Say yes. <laughs> it worked out. Um, so with them, their this is the German style. Their three their process starts with uh, the methods of Germany, England, and Belgium, um, and so basically. To them, arguably, these three countries have laid the foundation for the professional mm. 
the profession that is craft brewing. So each beer's spice and hops ratio is meant to give a more seasoned aroma and dynamic taste. Oof. There's a method to the madness. It's a European tradition mixed with the American innovation. No kidding. It's so, like everyone's trying what to put their mean? own twist. I don't know, but we're about That's, to taste. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just, you know, they practice those, those old traditions is what, what it means, basically. Okay. And yeah. um, they've been around since the 90s, so they're mm. a little established. They've been, been doing it a while. And they have a big line of, uh, uh, of brews, all different different flavors, some seasonal. So feel free to check their website out, threenationsbrewing.com, if you want to get a little more on them. But now, let's open her up. Let's try. Ooh. Guest of honor, you get to give your first Cheers, opinion. cheers. Oh, me? Yes, what do you think? Well, first, I want to know how you picked the GPA out of all of the different selections. I'm not going to lie. There's a place down the street. Mm-hmm. It has all the local brews. Okay. And we've went through a bunch of them, but this one looked interesting, and it was the most, because some of them were wild. Like, one of them was a, they have a Christmas one. It's like a mm-hmm. Mexican chocolate thing. What does that have that to do with That was Christmas? a little, little, I don't know. And Mexican chocolate, what does it have to do with Germans? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe it's oh, one the of the other company? countries. Yeah. Unreal. So they had a bunch of different flavors. This was the most like, okay, we could all sip this and... I think most people can enjoy it, but yeah. So that's why I chose this. I one. like it. So it's an IPA. The it GPA is an IPA. IPA. Yep. With it's G- a GP. A citrusy. It is citrusy. With is a oh. peppery finish, I guess so. as it says. Yeah. I think it's great. I I like IPAs a lot. So okay. This is actually. I so, think it's. So you're a, a bit of a beer drinker then. Mm-hmm. This is like a mild IPA. I consider it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you? Not as. Um, what's the word for IPA? Hoppy. Hoppy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bingo. There we go. The hops sometimes just for me mm-hmm. goes over the top. Over the top. The hops are over, over the top. top hops. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is good. Well, I'm folks, excited to hear about. Oh, oh. No, I'm have excited. we covered oh. the beer enough? Do you think? Do you, do you yeah. have any more? Yeah, no. I think I think that's 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 all we need to talk about. Okay. I mean, it's brew. That's it. Now they know. How do you rate it out of ten? Oh, that's a, because you are that. a real connoisseur. So yeah, I'm not cool. as much of a connoisseur. We should do that from now on. We're Becoming. coming. That's the first time we've yeah, bingo. heard that. I'm not a. Well, we, traditionally it wasn't a real connoisseur, but I guess now we've had a lot, had of, a lot of the local beers. A lot of beer. Um, okay. I like this one. I think it's good. Uh, rating it out of 10, though. But hold on a second. Maybe first give us what you would consider a 10, because I oh. tend to be really effusive with my compliments. Yeah. I want to know where you, like, what's a, what is, wow. I don't know, what can we rate this based on? What's a five type of vacation? A bud Nice light. hotel in a big city? A five location v- vacation. or vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have to have a mix between like, you know, a little bit of beach nearby, whether mm-hmm. it's like 30 minutes or, or right around the corner, but then also close enough to a city that you can get all the city vibes, some culture, food, food, of course, and some sort of tradition there. So that's like five star for me. Okay. And then, okay. So that would be like your 10 or would that be? Right down the fairway in the middle of a. Oh, I'm sorry. Vacation. That would be. I thought rating out of five. This is great. This is great. Now we have a. <laughs> We're really trying system. to create a baseline. Yeah. That would be science. like like five star for me in terms of okay. a rating of one to five. Okay. So. Hmm. So we should rate out of. I five. give this a. Oh, now it's out of five. I give it a three. A oh, three wow. out of five. Really? Because the last stand is has been my favorite. Okay. I give this a four. I'd say four. At least because. Yep. I don't really know what my five is for a beer, mm-hmm. or much less for a pale ale. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll give it a four. Pale ales generally for me are a three, and this is one of the best ones I've had. I agree. It's not so dang hoppy. Okay. So we'll bump it up. And you? Well, so it's a it's a weekday afternoon, mm. and I'm hanging out with you guys. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with a five. Five. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yes. And yeah, I don't get to drink beer right all the, okay. all the, the rating system. The wheels were turning in their head. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I like I like the end result though. There you go. Wow. Sweet. I really screwed that one up. Well, Greg. Oh. Take us away. As mentioned earlier, folks, we are joined by Lara Wells. Luce, the co-founder of U Supplies, a little insight for you. U Supplies started here in the ATX and has collected over 1,200 pounds of school supplies with seven participating schools and 12 participating organizations. U Supplies has its site set on growth, and today we're going to talk about how you can help. Let's jump right into it, shall we? Please. Yes. Let's do it. Jonathan, with the, with the opener. My favorite question. favorite question. I love this question. When you ask it. What's your story? Oh, gosh. My story as it specifically pertains to you supplies. Or so, not. Whatever you want to start. Take, whichever like, way you want to take From this. when I was this born? Show. It's going to be a long podcast. You just go. Just okay. Um, we'll stick with you supplies. So um, I have three boys. They're 12, 10, and six years old. Okay. And every year I buy them school supplies and they go in with these school supplies and they come out with um, full packs of crayons but for the yellow and red crayon used. And those remaining school supplies end up on a shelf in my closet. Mm. And the next year I buy a whole new selection of school supplies. Um, and so over the years, throughout the school year, I uh, have fielded numerous requests from teachers requesting more pencils because I've handed them all out to my kids and their other students. And I started investigating what this problem really was. Um, and I learned that in Austin, um, over 50% of the kids in AISD schools are on subsidized meal plans. And so if you know, they're getting a hot meal at school and that might be their own hot meal, their only hot meal for the day. Um, it's not surprising that they're not coming with the right supplies. So even though we're giving this, the supplies to teachers, it's really to enable their students to come to class and be successful and prepared. Sure. Um, I know teachers get a budget for school supplies, but um, they're really truly handing out their their supplies to students and going out and spending their own hard-earned dollars to buy the supplies for students. And so it became sort of a pressing um, issue for me. And um, I have sat on a couple of committees and as we were raising money and supplies for hurricane victims and a lot of those supplies, uh, for example, a half-used uh, selection of, or half-consumed, um, it's a better word, um, selection of diapers, you can't donate. You can't, you cannot donate or people cannot receive donated uh, half-used baby supplies, for example. But school supplies are different. I mean, a, a half-used box of crayons is not going to harm anyone. So sure. um, I just thought this is an easy way. It's a volunteer-led organization, um, uh, an easy way to give back and in a way that I had bandwidth for and I really saw a need. So. so you're not doing it alone. No, I am actually, so I, I started it and I have a team of volunteers. Um, I have had friends volunteer, uh, new friends volunteer, strangers. We have 12 um, for-profit companies who are collecting on our behalf right now um, for this next school year. And then we have a couple of participating schools that also collect at the end of the school year. So it's really an all-hands-on-deck type of, uh, yeah. you know, anyone who wants to pitch in, I can give you something to do. Um, and here we are. But you have a so you have a full time job. I do. Yes. This what? is a 
Yeah, I was going to ask, what did you do before and, and what are you doing now sure. as a full-time? Yeah, so career-wise, I've had a lot of different roles. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say primarily the overarching theme is sales. So I've been, um, I've, I've lived all over the place and um, been in working in some sort of sales capacity, which I think is also just parallel to being in business because sure. <laughs> everybody who's in business is in sales yeah. to some extent. At the moment, I work for, um, it's a startup within a big parent company. My startup is uh, Object Rocket and the parent company is Rackspace. So it's big oh, yeah. San Antonio, Austin yeah. company. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this is just a volunteer led organization. We, I really wanted it to be something that people could do donate time and supplies to um, and donate money but the, the money would not go to overhead. It would go really to collection right. materials, potentially reimbursing for gas for those collections and things of that nature. It's mm -hmm. mm. very cool. I, you said some, you, you were talking about sales. Sorry to cut you guys off. Um, I heard, I was listening to something yesterday that was very interesting to me, and they said every successful person in the world, in the history of the world, regardless of the industry, they are salespeople. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting and went further into it. And he was talking about, uh, it was a, it was a real estate guy, but now he's more of a coach. Um, but he was talking about a client that he had that was a doctor and he was just this world renowned doctor. And, and he was, the doctor was saying, and he's, he's the one who told him that, uh, he was saying, you know, I, I had chosen this spot and it was like in Idaho or something really random because I knew that, uh, um, the level of smokers, the percentage was super high. It was like some 50% of the population and and the type of practice that he had, of course, helped with that. And so he wanted to go there and help those people. Mm -hmm. And he said, oftentimes I have to, quote unquote, manipulate people into knowing that they need this type of care and treatment mm -hmm. um, because oftentimes they don't want to pay for it or they don't think it's necessary, although this will dramatically affect their life for mm -hmm. the you know, for the positive in their family's life. And so I do have to figure out ways to sell them on this, you mm -hmm. know, and, you know, it's not just for me to make money. This guy was, he's actually a multimillionaire already because he was a prince of, I don't know what they call the, uh, the Indian princes. What are they called? Like, a, I can't remember off the mm -hmm. head. So he had all the money he needed in the world. That's, I think that's a different one, but. Oh. Something along those lines. <laughs> um, so anyhow, he just wanted to help as many people as possible, and, and that was a practice that he was excited about. So anyway, the, the sales thing, I think it's really cool because you are still in sales right now, mm -hmm. being in this nonprofit. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you see it that way or not, you are essentially selling us and people that, hey, this is important, and mm -hmm. this is something that you know, I have passion for, I need to stand by. So that's pretty cool. Sure. I like that story too, because you don't think of physicians typically in the sales space. But sure. I mean, really what he did was he evaluated a market, looked at the data, saw yeah. a really hefty source of pipeline, and then went out and uh, solved a problem. So exactly. Which is sales. It's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So thank you for sharing that. You had a, you have a full-time job. Mm -hmm. You see this need with your kids. Mm-hmm and just kind of the excess of, of school supplies or maybe the lack of school supplies that the teachers are, are getting. How do you how do you think to start a nonprofit out of it as opposed to just like buying a bunch of school supplies and giving them to the school that your kids go to? Sure. That's a really good question. So it's actually um, 
I, I evaluated this based on how I could get the most participation. So in a lot of ways, you, you see I interface with a lot of moms and dads, and I see what they have bandwidth for. And I know that they have these closets like me full of unused supplies. Um, but what are they doing with them? And are they getting rid of them in a, in a thoughtful way? Or are they just kind of dumping them, giving them away to somebody potentially who visits the house? Or are they just continuing to store them? Or are they giving them to a donation center? And um, I'll be honest, a lot of the people that are volunteering with me, it's not like they've donated specifically a lot of their supplies. Where we're getting the most bang for our buck is through the corporations that are that are partnering with us. Yeah. And so to partner with a corporation, you really have to be a 501c3. So that need became um, a priority. Okay. Um, even with the, the company that I work for, they do have volunteer hours that you can devote, but it has to be for a 501c3. So it can't just be... Uh, going out and picking up trash on the side of the street. So that that I thought that that was worth prioritizing. I have a friend who's also on the board of it, uh, and he's a lawyer. So he does um, he filed what I needed to file with the State Department oh, nice. for next to nothing. Which um, he's an excellent lawyer, and I would pay him also. And I do, in fact, <laughs> for other projects. But um, and his name is Cameron Redding. There, there's his plug. Oh, fantastic. Yes. So if you ever mm -hmm. need a lawyer. He's fantastic. Um, at any rate. Raving fan. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, yeah. Cameron. <laughs> yes, he made you supplies a 501c3, and he is on the board. Um, and so, uh, you know, that just, I kind of prioritized it based on where I thought I could have the most participation and the most yield with regard to the donations. And how'd that name come about? So my 12-year-old helped me with it. <laughs> we thought supplies from you, you supplies, and... Um, and then we looked at what was available to purchase mm. for not a ton of money, <laughs> and all the stars aligned at use supplies. But right Julian, my 12-year-old, um, thought that that was the most efficient and nicest name. U, the letter U. The letter U. For those like on Google. Mm -hmm. but no, dash, right? no dash, no. No dash, no. Usupplies.org. Oh. Mm -hmm. Good catch. So, mm -hmm. as a yeah. fellow teacher, yeah. Mr. Grossman, yeah. can you attest to this claim that we we talked for like an hour last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. When I first when I first found her and and I literally I think I was just searching school supply drives in Austin and your website came up as a link on another site mm -hmm. and hmm. I you were the, the only contact on there so yes hundred um, percent the amount that teachers make which is very very little um, you mentioned that's that teachers get budgets for school supplies and it really depends on the school and the school district mm -hmm. so there were times where i would get money maybe like 200 dollars a year wow. to buy school supplies so which is not even close how much is a box of crayons probably between one and two dollars you know as you know. as you but, were <laughs> no but but i always taught in low-income schools so once once we run out pencils were the biggest thing like tissues Lysol wipes, things that you don't think about like as school supplies, but you need in a classroom. Yeah. Sure. And what's the alternative when you run out? I can't and believe you kids... had to buy that stuff. Yeah. Unreal. And, and when you were saying how it's one thing to just give away your extras to some kid or a friend or, you know, whatever. I was thinking in my head as you were saying that, like, all I remember I had boxes of stuff. Mm -hmm. I was a nerd for pins and pencils. Mm -hmm. Like, and I still am a nerd for pins, mm -hmm. but I had supplies and I would hoard them. Mm -hmm. And then if I was done with them after the end of the school year or whatever, and I'd have a backpack full of 
junk and then at the mm -hmm. bottom there were pencils and pens and they were all misshaped and just discolored and stuff. I would just toss them. Mm -hmm. So I could see where giving them to students or individuals is not the most efficient use of, sure. of well, the leftovers as opposed to giving them to a teacher and letting them yes, manage sure. that a little better. So we found a two-month-old sandwich at the bottom of my kid's backpack. So you may not <laughs> want his pens. <laughs> Mine always had spillage and yes, junk and stickiness in the bottom. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, middle school kids, for the most part, don't um, have lockers, so they have to store everything in their backpack, and it becomes quite a Petri dish. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fun. So let me ask you this. Say somebody wanted to get involved today. Mm -hmm. How? What's the fastest track to get to do that? Well, you can email me. Okay. So my email is lara, L-A-R-A, at usupplies.org. Um, if you visit the website, there is a link to donate. Um, we also nice. have collection bins mm. at uh, Pac-Mail in Terrytown. Um, and Wild Heart Yoga, in addition to the corporations that are collecting on our behalf, if you have access to those. Mm. And alternately, you can email me and I can arrange a pickup. We have a lot of volunteers that are all over Austin and they can swing on by and, and pick those up. So nice. there's a, a, an infinite way to volunteer if you like social media and want to start posting pictures. Um, if you want to uh, host a, a drink party or a, yeah. a, a meet and greet, or, which happy we're going to do. A happy hour, right. <laughs> a drink <Yes>. party. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard it called a drink party in my day, but we'll be yeah. doing that probably. So there's, um, there are a lot of ways. I mean, we're new and um, and we have, I mean, we need, have need that is infinite. We need storage. We need more supplies. We need distribution. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of ways to get involved. Hmm. Very okay. cool. And also a lot of ways to feel really appreciated for what you do. So it's a, a really nice thing to get involved with because it really feeds that that good feeling of yeah. doing you, something valuable. If you donate $10, that is going directly to $10 worth of school supplies. Mm -hmm. It's not going toward management and overhead. Right. Which is awesome. Or health insurance for yeah. me. You know, none, none of that. Mm -hmm. I have a two-part question for you. First, I love this what are the large hurdles that you've encountered thus far to get to where you are today? From, the, from inception of... Has it been a walk in the park? This is interesting. So honestly, yes. I have received overwhelming um, desire to get involved. There are certain people in my friendship group that I had reached out to mm -hmm. that were not in a position at the time to get involved, and yet I've seen them come back and say, how can I help now? That would be the only hurdles I can think of, and those are not hurdles. Um, because frankly, if somebody came and tried to donate 5,000 pounds of school supplies at the moment, since we don't have a warehouse, then I would be scrambling to accommodate that. So yeah. it's been this beautiful sort of organic growth and um, participation level from everyone. And I think that's really what gets me. I mean, you found me, for example, on a website and contacted me. And it yeah. was, it's just so exciting to hear that you're providing a real value. Um, and that you're making a difference. So I don't know that I've had any hurdles. There have certainly been logistical issues. We have a website. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the donate. Got to get on that Instagram. You don't have Instagram, do you? We are kicking up the Instagram. Okay. And the Facebook. Cool. Kick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Facebook. Nice. It might already be. It might already be going. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a team that helps me with that. Um, sometimes the donate now button does not work because on our website. Because sure. you know technology. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so yeah, there were some things that we had to build, um, but. But nothing like super major to, and what that tells us is that you have found a real need. Mm -hmm. Because if you do find a real need, there's enough people that will corral around you and mm -hmm. help you do it and get going. So tell the story of the bin 
at the, the school. Yeah, so um, one of the schools that participates, we'll keep it nameless. Yeah. Uh, we dropped off a bin to collect the school supplies at the end of the school year, and one of my volunteer mom's helpers, who's amazing and has been really involved in this since the beginning, she went to go pick it up, but she came a day late, or potentially she arrived and the school had shut for the day and locked up, and so she went the next day, and everything was gone, and it was full. So <sighs> I don't think that... I don't we don't think, know where. No, was. we don't know where, but it was in... on on the school premises, which is not accessible to outsiders. So I think that it all got dispersed to teachers. Hope so. Yeah. Or students Yeah. for next year. So hopefully it but Hopefully it for the better, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And so have you, when you were thinking about all this, I mean, I'm sure you did plenty of research. Are there other companies out there like this in different cities, different states that do something similar? I, I didn't find anything that did exactly this. So there are plenty of companies that do backpack drives and sure. we'll just raise or try to say, you know, come donate X, Y, and Z, and we're going to, going to give it to a shelter. There is one, um, an organization that, that does a backpack drive for shelters that is partnering with um, the parent company that I work for right now. Okay. Uh, but I didn't find anything that was specifically like this. The other thing that we can do, we have a lot of flexibility. So if you work for a school and you would like donations sent pointed at your school, we can really, um, we can do that. In fact, if you are a company and you have a school in your backyard that you really want to support, we can we can point donations from your company to that school specifically. So we just have a lot of flexibility. We're kind of thinking about it in a very open open way. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, you have a really positive attitude. Okay. And, and I can tell Thanks. where that has filtered into it. So if you ever want a job in real estate, okay, <laughs> let me know. Um, what's the end goal for you, Supply? Big picture. Yeah, so sometimes I have these, um, you know, my family is dispersed throughout the country and actually internationally, and I think, well, gosh, if I could get each of my sisters, they could take yeah. a state, and, um, you know, we could have total U.S. You've got a lot of sisters. No, they're not, I don't have 50. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, I think it, because it's given me so much, I hope that there are people in every city. I think that our next stop is San Antonio. I think we'll go up and down I-35 a bit, and then we'll broaden outside of the state of Texas. Um, so I, I just I think it's a neat thing that people can get involved in. I'm always looking for projects that are relatively time bound. They're not uh, you know infinite loops of, and and this really is. We collect at the end of the school year and we donate at the beginning of the next school year. So mm -hmm. it's a nice summer project. Yeah. And it also keeps my kids busy. And so that might be a child labor law issue, but they volunteer. And, we'll bleep uh, that part out. and they sort yeah things they sort they th sort through school supplies and it helps them understand and I think be less wasteful as well. Awesome. Well, I, also I think one of the cool things about the timing part of it mm -hmm. is that most people's uh, you know the light turns on to to do good and give back around the holidays, mm -hmm. so it gives like another time in the year for people that want to do something mm -hmm. good or want to be involved in the community to. To do something and sure you know in july or august sure or so. right around spring cleaning yeah when you're exactly shedding yeah so stuff. so you've been in austin how many years again well i moved to texas about 10 years ago okay. and i've been here i think for three or four years okay it's fuzzy i moved up from san antonio so outside of work mm -hmm. and use supplies what do you enjoy doing in austin like what are oh my gosh so i feel like austin is an adult playground um, so when I do have time away from my kids, I love um, I love so many restaurants here. Um, Give also, us your top three. Top three. Okay, um, I love Clark's. I, I've never been. Oyster. Mm-hmm. 
I, I love, hear good things. I love Josephine House for lunch with my girlfriends. Ooh, I love Elizabeth spot. Street. Well, um, street Cafe. Mm-hmm. Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Oh. ATX oh, Casino. Yeah. They have these $5 tacos during happy hour, mm. not drinks hour, apparently. Drinking, <laughs> drinking, the drinking party. The drinking They have tacos. <laughs> $5 tacos. Yeah. I think the margarita is 20 bucks, so it probably makes up for it, but they're mm. extraordinary. Okay. Where do you mostly hang around, like part of town? Um, I don't get out too much. I'm mostly home with my kids. Um, <laughs> but generally choose. speaking, if you're... Yeah, I would say um, South Congress, Okay. you know, oh, that area, yeah. a little yeah. bit downtown, Oof. a little. I had home slice yesterday. Oh, man. Favorite. Oh, so good. Can't beat it. You, I swear, you go there every couple weeks. <laughs> and I have probably not been there in a year. You can favor it. Never Did no. you know that? No. That's dangerous. I dangerous. live pretty close. Do you know you can execute, execute multiple favors at the same time? <laughs> I know what? this for a fact. Yeah. So you can home slice, get the ice cream sandwiches. Mommy tips right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Grocery shopping done. Well, the only other dad in this group is, or the only dad in this group is mm-hmm. Ian, so mm-hmm. he will take that advice. For Father's Day, I went to Home Slice, actually. Oh, that's not My nice. wife said, what do you want? Where do you want to eat? And I said, mm-hmm. that's it. Easy enough. Yeah. Go walk on the trail. Go yeah. to Home Slice. So do you, nature-wise, what are your, nature. you know. Oh, nature. Are you a dog um, mom as well? I am a dog mom. I'm a dog yes. dad. He's a dog dad. I don't have any kids of any sort. This guy's turning, so oh, listeners, oh, Greg, is about to be 30. Whoa! Ready to adopt a dog. He's having a big bash this weekend. This weekend, if you guys <gasps> want to go to Greg's bash, <laughs> it's located at. No, I'm just <laughs> He's gonna have human-sized beer yeah. pong. <laughs> Giant really? cup. True story. Yard size. Yard size. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you get those barrels? Yeah, rental. Oh. Yeah. From nice. the party rental store. I've seen. I've seen them at uh, yeah. the Rustic Tap. No kidding. Bar. I'm gonna be there this afternoon. Oh. Small well, world. They might have them. They have a big soccer ball, and they oh, get some practice in. Talk man. about Austin being like a, a giant. <laughs> What's going on here? Um, adult <laughs> playground. I love how all of the and I don't go out too often either, but on some occasions when we go out, it's always like some cool like ping pong bar or yes. they have all these fun games now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Love it. So very joyful. Dog mom. What kind of dog? So I have a mini Australian Labradoodle. Oh my! His gosh. full name is Charlie the Destroyer. Yeah. Wow. And then <laughs> is he chocolate on his chocolate. Yeah, Charlie the Chocolate Destroyer. And then on Friday, I took my kids to see the new Lion King. Oh, and the whole no day, spoilers. Oh, great, I watched it. No spoilers. Okay. So the um, the whole day, my boys are telling me that we urgently need a cat, and I'm telling them, absolutely wow. not. This is not happening. Wow. Yeah, that's no. that's a. So we went to the Lion King, and as we walked out of the Alamo Draft House in the lobby. It's literally kitten fest. What? Sponsored? Brought- yes. Oh. No oh. Yes, it's a kitten adoption fest oh. by Austin Pets no. Alive. That's terrible. We now uh, have Did we you now get have sucked into kittens. it? Wait, oh, my. <laughs> no, I would have given you, Mike. We're trying to get rid of our cat. You didn't talk about your cat on the phone call? <laughs> oh, on our phone yeah. call? The kitty. You talk about everything except for that. Is it's it ruining story. your house? Jeez. No. We'll talk off the air. Okay, for those no. listening <laughs> in, we love if animals. you want a cat, we got one for you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we are now the proud owner. Of, uh, it's a brother and sister cat. They're yeah. tiny and they're so cute. And yeah, my ten year old, who's uh, my much more serious kid, named his girl cat Keanu. Uh, that's a, what was his name? Like Does the, he know Keanu Reeves is, is a guy? I'm hoping it's because of the um, the. There's a funny movie about Keanu yeah, yeah, and the that, cat that did gets he lost. Watch that? Oh, I don't know. Because I thought Peele. that was like a little right. Is it a little racy? 
I thought it was a little aggressive, but I haven't seen it. So let's omit that from the story then. Okay. <laughs> well, well, it's you know, cool. YouTube, Listen, I watched. I know. Radio they probably suck. Very early on. Mm-hmm. We'll turn but some jazz music. The Lion King was my favorite growing up, and uh-huh. I took my little sisters to see it. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I have little sisters that are very young, and they were like loving it, mm-hmm. and I was too, probably more than that. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I really liked it. It's, it's good. good. Yeah. And then the other cat, they my youngest wants to name him Jimmy. Which I think it's super funny. That's so funny, Jimmy the cat. That's cool. It's hilarious. Keanu and Jimmy. So we can have a kitten. A kitten party. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, you have a final question for (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yes. So I want to know if you're going to give somebody advice that wants to do what you're doing, Mm -hmm. um, what would you tell them? Exactly as far as an organization. No, no, just starting an organization. Oh, starting yeah, a 501 c 3 Yeah, so actually the laws have changed recently, and it's pretty easy to start a 501c3. So I, I definitely would always recommend um, hiring or partnering with a lawyer uh, to get some of the paperwork done really properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are not intending with your 501c3 to raise a ton of money every year, it's a relatively simple process. You file the paperwork and you wait two months and then you get your 501c3 designation. So um, you can reach two out months. to me if you're interested in, in starting out your own 501c3. Yeah. Um, you do have to have board meetings, so there are logistical things. It is, you have to it document is it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm happy to um, give advice or, you know, to the extent I can, not legal advice, <laughs> um, and point you to, you know, Cameron Redding, who yeah, is, person, does a fantastic yeah. job with this yeah. and sits on loads of boards. And so he absolutely knows how to keep you in um, a very uh, legal, safe space. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome that you just made it sound Thanks again, like Cameron. you made all of this sound yeah. much more doable, attainable if you want to start something. Yeah. I really, I mean, I think most things are, right? I mean, what do you all do every day? You sell homes and you meet with people and you just, Put it all together, and it just all works out. I mean, you got to join my team. Okay, I'm, hi- I'm hiring <laughs> okay. right now, and I think these guys are probably hiring. I thought too, your so. office is full now. You just kicked us all out. It's all. Oh no, <laughs> you just got fired from his team. <laughs> no, no, no. We're sharing space for we a while. Split, yeah, we, okay. We so. up, yeah. I see. I'm just kidding. Shift it around. But, but seriously though, mm-hmm. just let me know. Thanks. So I do so want to give a quick nice. plug mm-hmm. for cool. so. The way we initially got in contact, Community Bucket is a nonprofit that I run here, and we finally just got the details worked out. So we are partnering mm-hmm. with Laura and Youth Supplies. Nice. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this before August 15th, 2019, we'll have to do it again next year, mm-hmm. but um, we're having a, a school supply drive happy hour mm-hmm. at Whistler's in East Austin. Oh, yeah. It's at 5 p.m. They're actually extending their happy hour till eight for us. That's so nice. If we want to be there that uh, August fifteenth, right? August fifteenth, okay. at five p.m. And we'll have um, you can go to Community Buckets um, Instagram at Community Bucket underscore ATX. All the details will be there. We'll put a link mm-hmm. to an Eventbrite, and you can actually donate. You can you can we'll give a list of supplies that you can buy to bring to the school drive, or you could just donate if money is easier for you to to give. And we know that it's going directly to are we going to have supplies. a large Thank container you. there ready for yes. dumpage yes. of good things? Do you yes. have a container? Yes. Oh, okay. I can bring one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And now Thank it's, you so much for helping with that. Yeah. And Whistler's are so neat. Yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome bar. And they have that excellent food truck in the back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Food truck. Tycoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let's yeah. fill the, we told them 30 to 50 people. Let's get 50 out there. Mm-hmm. 
that means lots of school supplies. We got at least four because we're going to be there. So there you go. Mm -hmm. I got. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Greg, it's now time for the, the weekly, weekly brew. Brew. Okay. Oh, and we have a special guest, weekly brewer today. <laughs> Well, we already know who our guest is, but Laura, take it away. All right. Well, folks, Austin has landed atop yet another list. This time they landed in the number nine spot in a list of most educated metros put together by personal finance website WalletHub. I want to know who beat us out, but that's cool. That's good. Wait for it. It's coming. Wait for it's it. <laughs> the next closest Texas city was Dallas, which ranked number 71. Ooh, wow. Dang. Proving yet again that Austin is the best city in Texas. Agreed. We're badass. According to the City of Austin's Imagine Austin initiative, taken as a whole, Austin's community, pardon me, Austin's economy, has been the envy of many cities for its exceptional workforce, small business growth, entrepreneurship, and overall healthy business climate. So, what city do you guys think landed at the top of the list? I think San Francisco has to be up there. New York City? I looked up the answer. For so you guys can guess, and one of us knows. So I know who's number one. For what kind of school? At like elementary, middle, high school? No, this is most educated, like adults. Oh, yeah. Did we already guess it? So I think. No. I think oh. New York's probably, maybe I don't know. You know, I think that's it's so, so much big. Population. Yeah, I don't know. And Out we've got little city municipalities potentially that are just densely populated with professors. Fair. I would say San Fran's got to be up there. I would say Boston. Final answer. Ooh, that's a good one. Cambridge. San Fran, Boston. That's what I meant. What about <laughs> Chicago? Is that maybe too? No, Chicago's. I think all those are good guesses. Right. I probably would have guessed one of those as well. Well, and then probably another San Diego or something. The answer is home to another very popular, well-known college, Ann Arbor. Michigan. What? No kidding. Number one. No kidding. Was Ann Arbor, Michigan? Exactly. I it's haven't like been to Ann Arbor, Arbor but is it the University of Michigan? Is tiny. it just the university there? Like, are all of the inhabitants of Ann Arbor, Michigan, enrolled in the university? I would imagine that working there. It plays a large role. Mm -hmm. Which Austin obviously has UT base, but mm -hmm. then a lot of. Uh, is it a? It's a percentage on the population. It's. You mean the study? Yeah. It went into all the different metrics they, they looked at, which uh -huh. I figured we didn't want to bore the listeners with it. Okay. But um, I'll give you a couple of a couple of the other top ten. We got San Jose. So you meant, somebody yep. mentioned San, San Francisco. Washington, D.C. Okay. Fair. Durham. Oh, yeah. Raleigh-Durham, Chapel Hill, North mm -hmm. Carolina. Madison, Wisconsin. San Francisco is number six. Boston, Cambridge. Wow. Mm -hmm. Number seven, Seattle. Okay. Great. Seattle. And then there's good old Austin, Texas, which wow. we were actually eight last year. We did drop a spot. So uh -oh. all those people that are moving here. We're getting it right back up because we got That's some big stuff in the works with Google and Once Apple. We get those guys in town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those others. True. Lots of big things happening. Well, thank you for handling the weekly brew this week. Thanks for including me in the Great weekly job. brew. Great job. Awesome. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Well, folks, that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Lara Wells Luce, and hopefully you're heading over to usupplies.org to learn more about this great organization. Don't forget about the School Supply Drive Happy Hour at Whistler's in East Austin at 5 p.m. 
p.m. on August 15th. Check out local nonprofit Community Buckets Instagram at communitybucket underscore ATX for more info. And remember to subscribe on iTunes. Give us that five-star five rating star. if we deserve it. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Until next time, Austin. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers mate. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Great job.